back, everybody, <laughs> to the third episode, the finale, the finale of the trilogy of White Collars, Red Hands. It's not the end. I see the way you're looking at me. I was me. like, what are you talking no, about? I see the way you're looking at me, but it's just once we have three, we finally have a trilogy. We're finally uh-huh. we're finally in Star Wars, yes. uh, Lord of the yes. Rings. Um, Chronicles of Narnia. There were seven books in Chronicles um, of Narnia. <laughs> What else? Sisterhood of the, the Boxcar Children. Uh, Twilight, if you don't count the worst book, Eclipse. Was that the last one? No, it's the third one. It's the one where everyone's oh, really sad. Oh, and she um, dry it. humps Edward? I don't know, probably. I'm pretty sure. I think we remember different things from the Twilight Saga. <laughs> <laughs> Because I definitely don't remember them dry humping, but I believe you that it's in there. She straddles him while they're making out. Anyway, I don't. That's not dry humming. That's just Harrison. I she okay, totally no. rubbed, rubbed her mom's pubis on him. So if he can get an erection, there's some blood circulating in him, right? I I have a lot of questions about the anatomy of vampires, Wait. specifically how it relates to penises. I never thought about that <laughs> when I, I read those books. That's how dicks work, and they had sex. <laughs> Yeah, but didn't, didn't he, he like break blood? something? Like they yeah, had sex so hard bed. that they broke something. He broke the bed. Yeah, that was weird. And got her pregnant. It's a kids' book. It was not a kids' book. It's, kind of, it's a preteen book. Well, they waited till marriage. Yeah, but I don't. I don't want to hear about some violent vampire fucking even when I'm twelve. I now, did. now I might be a little bit more into a violent vampire fuck. But when I was twelve, eh. I was in high school and I was definitely into it. I was also repressed sexually. I think I don't I don't even know if you needed to add the sexually. <laughs> like we get it for most things, which actually transitions us very very well into into today's topic. Um, Are we going to introduce ourselves? Oh, yeah, I guess. If you're jumping in on the third episode, welcome in. Uh, my name's Kashan. Hi mom and the three others. Hi, I'm Nina Kern. Okay. I did I didn't know if you were gonna go with the last name. Well apparently Formality. I always say my whole name, I found out yesterday. Yeah, you're like uh I was gonna say you're like Beyonce, but she only has one name. So I found out yesterday I always say Nina Kern. And I didn't know I always say Nina Kern. Yeah, you do. In my everyday life. What's your middle name? <sighs> Renee. Oh yeah. You should just say all of it. Nina Renee Kern? Yep. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> uh, that transitioned us beautifully into uh, today's subject, uh, which, if you can't tell, I'm a little out of sorts. Uh, I suffered a concussion about a week ago. He did. Uh, which was after I did the bulk of the research for this. By the way, I don't know if I mentioned that to you, but I did the bulk of the research for this, and then I suffered the concussion. I have no excuse. <laughs> so, so I just don't understand. I don't understand either. Uh, and what I don't understand is uh, Richard Milhouse Nixon and the Watergate scandal of 1973. It's a lot. It's a lot to unpack. It's a lot to understand. It is. Uh, my mom was three years old. My mom was eight. Eight. Well, yes. uh, like I had already mentioned to you, uh, you and Dixon have something in common, though, speaking of you being repressed. We both have stupid middle names. Yes, you, Renee and Milhouse. <laughs> I will say Milhouse is uh, quite a few degrees worse than Renee. I know Renee. I wouldn't beat her up. Anyone I know named Milhouse, 
It, like, like you would beat them up, but you've never met them. Yeah, they so just they d- like like your name's Millhouse. Like you're gonna get bullied. Oh yeah, you're asking for your child to have a what's that called a swirly? Yeah. 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 Don't act like you don't know. Like you've had, like you haven't got a swirly in your. I life. have never gotten a swirly. Well, it's never a bad time to start. No. I have a toilet here in my house. It's not my kink. <laughs> it's not my kink. Yeah, I know it's vampire fucking. <laughs> 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 Uh, what a weird start to Richard Nixon. Uh, or I mean, ap- appropriate. I, I don't feel know. Like he's a vampire. Honestly, he's so jowly. He is. God, he looks like a. He looks like Count Dracula, the Count. Oh, on oh. on the on the Sesame Street. Oh, a little. He looks like the Count. I just realized this. Oh, I was gonna say Droopy. You know the dog Droopy. He always talked like this. And he had like the big, it was like, he was groovy because he had the big long yeah, ears. Yeah, 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 I yeah. think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he kind of looks like that. But he, a person. Not really talks like he's got a bunch of, like he's got a bunch of nuts stored in the inside of his cheek like he's a human version of a squirrel. He's got a mouth full of cereal. <laughs> Bro, it's Kellogg's because I'm a Quaker. <laughs> oh, is that what we have in common? I don't know, because Kellogg started uh, cornflakes to keep kids from masturbating, so... What? You haven't heard that story? I, for, you know, I think I purposely forgot it because it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, he, was, he wanted something bland because he thought that bland foods would cause teenage boys to masturbate less because he was like, he was like a big... You like, know, nothing Christian gets me off like some salt. Oh man, you put cayenne in something, and I'm oof, I'm fitting to cream my jeans. Don't even start about <laughs> coming. Oh my god, <laughs> this is a good one. Thank you. That's Thank a you good one. Much. A spice joke. Uh, <laughs> it's spicy. It is spicy. It's spicy. Uh, <laughs> so uh, his parents were Quakers, which is funny. Which, which everything it led to, you know, it's like he comes from this really fucking conservative background. I mean, his people make the oats. They do. They do. Like, that's what they're known for, is just milled oats in a giant aluminum Pringles can, because that's basically what it looks like. That is, yeah, that's exactly what it is. My dog, when I was a child, got its head stuck in one of those and almost suffocated. A Pringles can or a Quaker's oats can? A Quaker oat can. Why was it trying to eat oats? Those aren't tasty. So my mom had put it in the recycle bin, and we kept the recycle bin in the garage, but it was just like a giant tub. It wasn't like with a lid, if that Uh makes sense. So I guess it was opened, and the dog got into it, Uh and then put her head in there and almost suffocated. I'm glad you saved your dog. My mom did. She found her. Like butter up the neck and like... Yoink it off or what? Poor Star. You know, the (laughs) Star? Yeah, she was born on the 4th of July, so I named her Star. Oh, bro. I was nine. Nine. Uh. (laughs) I know, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, So, Richard Nixon, Quaker. All right, he was born in 1913. This is an old story. He was born in 1913. He, uh, parents, Poe. They're poor. They're so poor. Like humble beginnings. Uh, uh, they they had a farm. You know, I mean, like I I'm assuming I don't know if this is true. Most people had a farm in the early 1900s. I mean, they either I don't know worked on a farm, had a farm. I feel like the entirety of like the American economic system was like plant based. Yeah, 
They didn't they still like trade shit for chickens then? I don't think barter was a thing at this time. They were like, <laughs> "I'll definitely... give you this chicken for ten pounds of flour." Uh, I think you're thinking about the Middle Ages or like uh, modern day Peru. Fun fact: they still uh, barter is still a very common uh, way of exchanging goods and services in Peru. Uh, Peru today. is a wild place. Mm-hmm. I yes, could go is. off on a Peru story, but Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu. That's all I know about Peru. Um, my ex- Good coffee, I guess. I don't know. I don't think I've had it. Uh, I don't know, but my ex-boyfriend, he studied abroad in Peru. Ooh, so exotic. I know. Why'd you ever leave? <laughs> I know. And um, well, when he got to the airport... Okay, so no, let me back up. So he was trying to figure out if he needed a student visa. And they uh-huh. were like, oh no, just... You don't need anything, just come. And he was like, uh, that doesn't sound right, but okay. So he goes to the airport, and they were like what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I'm going to study abroad. And they're like, why don't you have a student visa? And he goes, they told me I didn't need one. And they said, okay. And stamped his passport and let him just walk through. And he's like, and that's when I knew I was fucked for the next six months. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, if that's what they said. Welcome to America, motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, my God. Welcome to Peru. Peru. Sorry, the other way. Peru. The Peruvians don't care. They're like, all right, get in here. He shit a lot when he was there. He, he should, was sick. You should a shit lot. every day, Nina. I did not shit today. You gotta. I don't need to. You gotta to. see a doctor. Eat some fiber. I don't eat need some Quaker to. oats. Anyway, Richard Nixon, <laughs> someone who I know, took a poop every day. Yeah, yeah. Or he—that's what he was keeping in his jowls. It was all backed up. Nah. Uh, you heard it here first. Um, so yeah, Richard Nixon. Uh, Quaker parents, humble beginnings. They lost their farm in 1922. Uh, they moved out to California. Uh, they His dad bought, uh, like, a grocery and a gas station, like a grocery store and a gas station, like, right next to each other uh, in a predominantly, like, Quaker neighborhood. Where they accepted in chickens for gas. Nope. No, they didn't do that. This is 1913, all right? Like, World War One is happening. They pay for things oh, yeah, with dollars. Is. Okay, yeah, it is. <laughs> My God. Um, so his dad he starts a grocery store uh, and, like, one of those little small ones mm-hmm. in the gas station. Um, Richard Nixon has, like, a brother die. He had two brothers Yeah, he had two brothers die, but then one brother died, and then the other brother who was, like, uh, he was older. The one brother died very young, like seven or something like that. They both were pretty young. I thought the other one, the other one they said, uh, oh, is this the third brother that died then? I don't remember. He had another brother that died that went to the same college that he, or the high school that he would eventually go to. Um, and they, yeah, that might be right. And they actually, they didn't like the high school because they thought that it led his brother into, like, a disreputable style of life. Like, like they thought the high school like corrupted the brother, which which led to him like getting sick and dying because well, they're Quakers. Well, that's the public school education for you. What? <laughs> if they had just homeschooled him, it never would have happened. That's fair. Actually, you know what? Don't quote me on this, but okay. I don't think Quakers believe in medicine. So he could have probably contracted something at school because of, the school is a cesspool of germs, and then he died. Just rub oats on it. Also, uh, medicine like. Antibiotics weren't a thing until quite a bit later than this. So we're get, we're still in the period of medicine where they're like... Meh. Cocaine and cough syrup? Yes, please. Like, meh. I don't know. Man, do you see this guy? He cut his finger. Meh. Cut it off. Meth and then cut it off. <laughs> so he's not... It doesn't hurt. Yeah, he won't know what the fuck's happening. Uh, 
So, the, the, like, tuberculosis was, like, a big thing. There was, like, yeah, a big history of tuberculosis. They found a spot on uh, Nixon's lung, which was, like, a thing back in the day. Like, x-rays were a thing. They were like, hmm, there's a spot on the lung. This this boy isn't fit to do nothing. You know, like, so Damn. He, he couldn't play sports. He wanted to play sports. Like, every like every young masculine child in America in the 1910s uh, wanted to play. Football. Yeah, basically, which he did play later. but uh, Baseball. Uh, Cricket. Cricket. No, I didn't do that. What's the one game? Croquet. Cro- that's, I mean, yeah, I guess game. I don't think I'd classify croquet as a sport. You shut your goddamn mouth. Oh, I'm sorry. You got a croquet lover here. Anyways. <laughs> Cro- okay. Uh, so he, they find a spot on his lung. He can't uh, play sports. Some of his brothers are dead, yada, yada. Uh, <laughs> he ends up, he has to bus, like, an hour away every day to get him to a different school that his parents thought would be a better fit for him, basically. It was really only, like, two miles away, but the cars didn't go fast. You gotta, you gotta crank them up in 1913, right, if you're done training a couple chickens for the gas. Yeah. No, Nina. The, the Model A's were, like, 20 years before this. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, he, he's got a bus all the way out there, all the way back. He's receiving good grades, you know, here's the thing, though, like, Nixon was was never, like, he was a good student, but he was never, like, an exemplary student. Because, like, after this, he actually ended up going back to the high school where his brother went previously. He played a little bit on the football team. He was never super good at sports. He was a backup the whole time he played, always. Like, he made the JV, like, backup team, and he was a backup. Uh, literally, the research I did said that they applauded him on his, like, uh, his... Not like gumption, but his like enthusiasm. That's what it said. His in, his enthusiasm to be the backup on the football team, um, and he he like in in his graduating high school class, he only finished third. Like he didn't get first oh, in his class. Bad. He was third out of two hundred. Listen, I was like eleventh out of thirty-seven. And you're not the fucking president. That's also, true. that is like that's fifty percentile. I I started speaking before you got to the thirty-seven. You're like thirty-three percent like the top 33 percent like you're in the top third which is not the lowest third i had a 3.5 and i still was the 11th i only got fifth in mine out of 197 i'm kishan i'm smart 3.98 same gpa i got in college i ended up with 3.7 in college did you get a theater degree yeah 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 I got a biology degree. <laughs> you know what? It's hard to be emotionally raw at 8.30 in the morning. I was also in acting classes. I had a theater minor. Whatever. I took acting one through four. Doesn't count. We don't need to one-up each other. Because <laughs> you will win. Oh, whatever. Uh, back to Richard Nixon. Uh, so he's he's doing that. The one thing he was really, really good at, though, actually, Debating. Imagine that. He was a master debater. Was he on the National Forensics League? No, that's you're you're thinking about me. <laughs> Third in the nation, shout out. Oh um, wow. Oh no, wait. Fifth in the nation. Sorry, I got tenth in the nation. The biotech competition. Though. Okay. Anyways, Richard Nixon. Anyway, Richard Nixon. Enough. Enough about me enough and about how I'm going to be president later. Uh, <laughs> Great. I eye rolled. No one could see it. Oh, I think everyone just did a collective <laughs> eye roll with you, so I think you're okay. Um, so, he, master debater. What did you just say? <laughs> I said he's a master debater. He was. 
<laughs> a master debater. Yeah, he was a master debater. Uh, master debater. Uh, sitting, sitting, you know, in school, just master debating all the time. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he he shows prowess in this, and this makes him think that he would be a good fit for a lawyer. President. Well, lawyer first. Lawyer first. Okay. President later, yes. because. I mean, basically, uh, presidents and, like, politicians are, for the most part, professional lawyers. Like, even more yeah. professional lawyers, because almost all of them get law degrees. And, I mean, firstly, he got his degree at, um, oh, God, it's... It, Whit- 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 Whitman? Whitaker? It's it's something that... He was supposed to go to Harvard, and then his dad got sick, and they needed help at the store. So he didn't get to go to Harvard, poor guy. And he went <laughs> oh, yeah. to... Poor a guy. college that starts with a W that we are looking at really yeah, Whittier wh- College. Whittier College. Um, Where he was wittier than everybody else. Mm-hmm. 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 But then he went to Duke University of Law. Yeah. Which, uh, Duke, so, like, now it's highly renowned. Duke is, uh, Duke is a highly renowned, uh, like, Ivy League college. But at the time, their school of law was new. So, but they were actually, so there were a very limited amount of entries so, he actually, I mean, he got in and then, uh, and he, he did, he graduated, like, summa cum laude, like, from his, like, history undergrad degree. Um, but so he got in and they actually did this thing, which I don't think they do a lot of places anymore. They reduced the amount of scholarships as you went, your, your like, past your first year. So, like, your, the, for the first year students, oh. there was a certain amount of scholarships. For the second year, there was less. For the third year, there was less. So it made this, so like... So you didn't get to keep your scholarship. Yeah, it was this big competition where they took scholarships away from certain people. That's really shitty. Yes. So, but he made it all the way through. But he, college was also 25 cents, so... Yeah, exactly. You could, you could like, buy a house while going to college and, like, working a part-time, like, grocery store job to pay for all of it. Yeah. Yeah. So he... But he, he made it all the way through. He actually sat on, like, the Duke um, bar, like, a uh, club, like, you know, so... He was doing good in college. He made, yeah. he made a name for himself uh, partially because of his... Uh, he kind of had a silver tongue nature to him, which I don't understand that. How anybody who can talk to you like this <laughs> can convince you to do anything. You know, like... I mean, I could be convinced. Because he's a vampire. Because he's a vampire. Get in the car. <laughs> get in the van. You sound like such a grumpy old man. Minor <laughs> <laughs> karma. I'm seeing you from across the way. <laughs> I I propose that the inside of my van might be a good place uh, for you to spend uh, the rest of this evening at. <laughs> and I'm then convinced. he and then he throws up those double peace signs. Oh, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Consider me wet. You deserve this moment of silence. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, he he graduates from Duke. Um, also, oh, this is the other thing. He was on the Duke Bar Association and also inducted into. I didn't look this up. I don't really care what it is. It's showing me what it is right now. The Order of the Coif. Coif? It's the stupidest thing in the world. Any, uh, anyone who out there who's in the Order of the Coif, congratulations on being in the stupidest named club in existence. It sounds like a cult. Yeah, here's the thing. It, it probably takes a lot of merit to get into, and it's probably some super dope thing. But it's called the Order of the Coif, man. Like, I'm sorry. I've never heard of it before we researched. Yep, me either. So he he ends up practicing law. He did apply to the FBI, actually, um, but he never heard back. It turns out he was actually going to be hired, and then they cut his position due to budget constraints in the American government. So he starts practicing law. He was, like, um, literally, like, a normal 
practicing lawyer. He did some like commercial stuff for like petroleum companies in the area in California. Um, he basically just like did contract for whatever you needed a lawyer for, except for divorce. He didn't want to be a divorce lawyer because he didn't like the frankness of women talking about sex with him. I bet his wife had a very pleasurable experience with him. Uh huh. Like he can't even handle like like these women being like, "I'm sorry, I gotta, I gotta get a divorce." He can't get it up. He's like, bro, did you just mention a penis in my office? Get out of here. Well, you wench, you harlot. An egg-shaped penis. <laughs> oh, which is the bulbous side out or in? I don't care. It doesn't oh, matter. No, don't, no. don't talk about it. Uh, <laughs> so he, he practiced that for a little bit. Um, he also, I mean, he was literally, uh, oh, yeah, he. He went to Pearl Harbor. He could have dodged the draft because he was a Quaker and they don't believe in fighting, but he, yeah. like a true fucking American, fought in World War II, disappointed his parents. It's fine. We all do it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, my mom's okay with me, so. Well. You got some shit to get out. We're still one-upping each other here. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he decided to, he joined the Navy Reserves, though. Uh, besides the National Guard, I don't really know much more of another military service that people would make fun of more than the Navy Reserves. The Coast Guard? Yeah, that's pretty bad, too, actually. Yeah. They're pretty dumb. So, it, it, okay, he didn't join the Marines. Let's just say that. So, but I'm a Marine! <laughs> Bro, you want me to use a gun to do what? You know what, uh, Sergeant? I think that the inside of my van might be a, <laughs> a better place. <laughs> might be a good place to, to spend the rest of tonight at. Um... <laughs> So, uh, he joined the Navy Reserves, you know, he did some shit in there. It wasn't, it wasn't a very, um, a notable time in his life, but he did, after he uh, finished that, he decided to get into politics and the politics, politics. uh, and the way he got into it, very weird. Probably they, just like his wife, since he didn't like to talk about sex. Yeah. Oh, by the way, a little sub note on his wife. She did not want to date this man. He he was in like a play with her. Like legitimately. I know, weird. R- Richard Nixon is an actor. Also can't see that. He was in a play with her. Really? I can't yeah, imagine and, him in a play. And he described it as love at first sight, but she also denied his advances three times. Then they finally were dating, and then she really didn't want to get married to him, and he had to, like, legit convince her to be like, oh, come on, just marry me. So they did, finally. and then they had, I'll put you in my van. And then they had to go, I see that you have said no to marriage a couple of times, and I was thinking that maybe the rest of your life might be better spent in the back of my van uh, <laughs> with a wedding ring around um, your left finger. <laughs> uh, so, just very funny that it's like she didn't want to date him. Uh, well, they did then get... she became the first lady. Yeah, power moves. That was, she makes money moves. Exactly. She don't want to dance. She makes money moves. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, so, they, his friend is involved in politics in um, California, where he's originally from for most of his life. Uh, and right now he's, like, living in D.C. Uh, but they have this candidate uh, in the House in their district in California that he's won, like, four times in a row. And he's a Democrat. And these Republicans are like, shit, man, we got to get this Democrat out of here. Yeah. So they develop, like, a council of, like, 100 people okay. who, who then are, like, 
a let's let's nominate someone to run so that we don't infight a bunch with a bunch of candidates. And after like debating uh, a couple of candidates, one guy is literally like, "Hey, I know this guy. His name's Richard Nixon. He's a friend of mine. He's he's got a degree in law. He's kind of cool." Maybe we could use him. He's and, really good at convincing women to marry him. Yeah, he's like, it, it only took two years. He finally got a wife. I'm still single. Uh, and, and for some reason, these hundred people are like, seems Hell good. yeah. Yeah, yes. let's do it. So he calls him, and uh, Nixon's like, Haha, oh, yeah, I'm going to be in the government's. Probably exactly like that. Just like that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be in the government. Oh, um, government. So he... He comes out to California and he just like gets into campaigning. Like so, out of just being a lawyer in Washington D.C., just a guy calls him on the phone. It's like you should run for the the House of Representatives in California. Is like sure. He comes back Which, and just starts running a campaign. Right. I will say his campaign flyers. He does look pretty good on them. Are you gonna hit on old Richard Nixon right now? Absolutely not. But he's got. He has his, his eyes are scary. His skin just looks so creamy. Not a good thing. Anyways, it's you got, all the if oats. you know if you got creamy skin, you got to go to a doctor. I want creamy skin. No, you do not. That sounds disgusting. Like I, just, I imagine, I touch it and it's oily no, and it runs it in between my fingers like a cream, creamy. like porcelain. Yes. There we go. Smooth. Yes. Like butter. He's got nice skin. It looks like he uses uh fucking uh. Um. He clearly like, uses a <laughs> toner. No, he clearly uses a toner, a serum, a moisturizer, and an eye cream. Mm. Mm-hmm. I use the same soap I used to wash my balls. Fun fact, I also use the same soap <laughs> that I use to wash my hoo-ha because uh, it's a mild cleanser. Congratulations. It's just a Dove bar soap. Oh, I was just assuming, like, I assume you had something specific for the vagina, but you were you worried less about your face. Like, so you were putting, like, Summer's Eve, like, on your face. No, Summer's Eve will mess you up. It will mess up your pH balance. All that fragrance? Mm-mm. They're liars. Good to know. Good to know. You know who probably didn't know about that? Richard Nixon, because he didn't want to talk about sex. <laughs> Bro, get out of my office. Talk about Summer's and for the word hoo-ha. <laughs> <laughs> But he's so he comes back. And he runs. Uh, he just starts a campaign. He's never done politics before. But I mean, he's a lawyer, so he knows how to talk at least. Yeah. And he fucking kills it. Um, well, I don't want to spoil it, Kashan, but he becomes president. What? Yeah. Holy shit! You didn't tell me. Ah. Uh, Spoiler alert. Uh, he kills it. He and uh, so the first all the campaigns he ran until the final campaign we're going to talk about. Supposedly, he ran himself, so he was like the camp. He was like the spearhead on how the campaign was run. He was in the forefront of deciding how he campaigned, uh, how they marketed the campaign, what the campaign ads were like, and uh, this is also one of the first times that he really talks about like his biggest stance was uh, anti-communism in this time, and uh, this is in this is in the uh, forties, like the late forties. Uh, he's like in his 30s at this time, and communism is still kind of breaching it. We're not like at the Cold War yet, right. but but the world's still worried about communism. And we this don't is right, want it. yeah, this is right before like the McCarthy trials of like like the 1950s yeah. like era. So like the Red Scare in America is really reaching a height, and he played off the back of it as a lot of uh, it was a big Republican thing then to play off the back of it um, about anti-communism, and that's kind of what 
push to win this election. You see, he talked about the ineffectiveness of the other candidate, but he really pushed this like anti this anti communism moniker, and he won. And he actually he was on like uh, like most of the committees of like anti-communism committees like in the house of representatives in his time there uh and he really pushed it there and honestly uh people people liked him people liked him so much and liked the job that he was doing with stuff like that um specifically his work uh against this guy named alger hiss okay or alger hiss i don't know actually how it's pronounced but he was uh alger alger you're thinking alger i don't know i don't know Algier. either um but he was he was working with Whoa, like Oh, that's weird. He was born and died right around my like in between my birthday. Okay, anyway. My birthday's in between him. Anyway, doesn't matter. Woof. Uh basically he worked to establish like the United Nations uh and the US State Department. So he, he's got a bunch of these like international like politic merits that he was working closely uh with like the American government on their relations with other uh countries. So here's the real and, and he is American, but why did we never hear about him in school? Because, like, that's important. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot. But he huh. but he was uh, he ended up getting arrested for, like, perjury, but not actually on, like, the traitor charges or whatever, treason, uh, that were brought up against him because they said that he was spying for the, uh, for the Soviets. He did end up serving three and a half years in prison. Hiss did. Um, but he was a big, he was a, like, Richard Nixon was a big um, mover in the committee that was in charge of that oh, a investigation. A mover, a shaker, yeah, and he, a quaker. He, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That should have been his campaign slogan. <laughs> a mover, a shaker, and a quaker. It yeah. would work great on a bumper sticker. Yes, it would have. Um, <laughs> so he he's instrumental in that. So, so he decides that he can make the jump up to senator. Because uh, why not? Exactly. There was a Democrat incumbent uh, as the senator, and he thought now is the time to uh, make his move, and he did. Uh, this is also the first time that someone called him uh, the name that would be used for a lot of his time in American uh, politics as Tricky Dick. Tricky Dick. Tricky Dick. The master debater. <laughs> Tricky Dick, the master debater, um, the mover, the shaker, and, and the, the Quaker. Quaker. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise known as Richard Nixon. Richard Milhouse Nixon. Richard Renee Milhouse Nixon. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so because he he did a lot of like name calling tactics and stuff during the <laughs> campaign, uh, and about her like uh, kind of pushed a she was a, a communist sympathizer yeah. and, and stuff like that. Uh, kind of a lot of stuff you see today actually when people talk about like um, like Bernie Sanders. Yeah, and like if you like Bernie Sanders, like you're a socialist. But they don't really talk about why they don't like socialism. They, they don't know what it is. Yeah, they're just like socialism bad. He's socialist. You bad. You know, that's that's the kind of very thought. caveman. Yeah, that's the kind of thought process they have. And I think that was kind of the same thing around now in the Red Scares. There was basically like communism is evil. And to be fair, they had some very good reasons why with like Stalin and yeah, and, yeah, and, and some mean, and some it. other and some other communist states. Uh, before this where the, like I get why it happened but also at the same time it became a real way too big of a thing in America yeah. and uh, Tricky Dick was more than okay uh, piggybacking on that and making oh, that I a bet big he was and making that a big he part of his campaign <laughs> what am I making you uncomfortable yeah I actually yes oh great now you know how I feel all the time with you uh-huh. uh, so he becomes senator and obviously Nixon 
feels like he's not done climbing the political ladder. No, I bet he's not with that tricky dick. Yeah, not with that tricky dick. He's got to stick it in as many places as possible. Oh, every wrong. And the next place that he was going to insert himself into (laughs) (laughs) is a vice presidency. Oh, in and out of that. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Ike. Dwight Eisenhower, we like Ike. That was his campaign we slogan. Like I Ike. decided to campaign and um, put him on the ballot with him as his vice president. So uh, they go through another big campaign. There, they win. They win. Richard Nixon is pres- is vice president um, for a full term now, and his you know he's kind of like you see a vein of his. Uh, foreign policy coming out now because that's actually what he's known for mostly in his presidency Yeah, is his good foreign policy especially with China he went and talked with like um, mm-hmm. Mao and I think Zhao Zhidong mm-hmm. I think were their names um, like and coordinating like different talks with them and like uh, about keeping communism down and relationships good with China and that's later in his presidency but right now he takes a lot of trips to other countries he does a lot of uh, foreign affairs he's a very good talker oh, he, that tricky you know? dick had a lot of foreign yeah, affairs that, that tricky dick and his silver tongue really knew how to woo oh, over woo over a uh, communist state uh, so he's, do, he's taking a lot of trips to other nations and kind of helping with uh, foreign policy and then Dwight Eisenhower um, again he, he gets the nomination again for president. He runs again. He almost thinks about not having Richard Nixon, by the way, because he he wanted Richard Nixon to maybe take a step back in a cabinet position so that he could get more political um, experience to maybe go for a presidential run after Dwight Eisenhower. Aw, I uh, like Ike. Exactly. Uh, he decided not to do that because, and I shit you not, um... The, like Nixon had this political fund that came out where he was using it to like uh, fund, him, like reimburse him for political expenses okay. directly. So like he would get money from donors, the money would go directly to him for political expenses, which while not illegal is kind of seen as like a ooh big fucky wucky, you know, like yeah. like oh you're giving yourself money directly from donors. So also that was kind of like. Dwight Eisenhower's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have him as my vice president because that's kind of weird, you know? Right. So he comes on and delivers something now known as the Checkers speech where he talks about his, Richard Nixon talks about his humble beginnings and about how the one gift he got that he wouldn't give back was this little dog that his just daughter loved so much. And he, like, you can have all the money back, but you can't have him. And his name is Checkers. What a stupid name. (laughs) Oh, yeah? What the fuck was it? uh, Star? Yeah, okay. Don't. uh, Literally, (laughs) you're going to say stupid name to Checkers. All right. Yeah, and my name is Nina, so I guess I can't say stupid name to anything. Nina Kern. Nina Kern. Um. (laughs) <laughs> and there was an outpouring of people like, oh, my God. Checkers. Richard Nixon's daughter has a dog named Checkers, and you don't want him to be the <laughs> vice president? You guys are stupid. Uh, that was you mo- sound like Lola <laughs> from Big Mouth. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what I it put tanning t- cream all over my butt cheeks. <laughs> I was Lola for Halloween last year. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's all of America right now. So, uh, 
Eisenhower puts him back on the bill. They win again. He's vice president again for another four years. And then immediately after that, he does actually uh, seek to get that presidential campaign in 1968, I believe. Um, no, that's later. Yeah, that's when he yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. that's when he wins. Um, early in the 1960s, in 1961, or 462. Yes. He actually goes for a presidential bid. He he runs for president. Uh, it just happened to be, though, that he was running against JFK. JFK. Exactly. And now, while uh, JFK... That heartthrob. You want to talk about a tricky dick. Okay, here's the thing. I would definitely fuck JFK. So would Marilyn Monroe. Exactly. So, that one I get. There's not a... There is a very slim amount of presidents that I look at and be like... Yeah, I'd fuck him. I'd fuck him. And he is one of them. And, yeah. like... I don't, I don't know. know who I'd fuck. Grover Cleveland. I'm down with the thickness. Jesus Christ. Who's Taft. The, mm. I was going to say, was it, which one mm. died in the bathtub? Ooh, I want, he, didn't, he didn't die. He just got stuck. That's it. Ooh. Oh, are you stuck, Taft? Like, I Like, know. I can be his stepbrother. And he's like, what are you doing, stepbro? Is he's, like, stuck face down in a bathtub. You're going to be in that bathtub, and you're going to like it. Ooh, are you going to know Peruni? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I don't know. Bill Clinton has something about him Yo, when he was younger. He, the way he plays that sax. Mm-hmm. You know he's going to his fingers. <laughs> nah, no. I just want to say <laughs> that I propose that you spend the next rest of the evening in the back of my van. <laughs> I can't say no to that. <laughs> uh, so... He loses, obviously, to JFK. We know JFK. And although that JFK is immortalized now because of what happened to him later. What happened? He got shot, Nina. <gasps> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so whoever didn't see that coming, I'm sorry. Spoilers. Um, so, fun fact. Uh, Richard Nixon actually hired Lee Harvey Oswald to shoot JFK. Okay, let's take that tinfoil off. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> so, he loses... In a very small margin, though. So, like, we think about JFK uh, highly over the, you know, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Um, Dying. Yeah. Fucking Marilyn Monroe. The fact that he was pretty. He had that disease that caused him to be very tan all the time, and he had to get, like, constant shots. I didn't know about that. Yeah, look it up. He had some, he had a disease. Was it because he also had a tricky dick? I mean, I'd assume so. (laughs) Just, No. I'm not doing that. Uh, I'm not. T- I'm not. T- I, I want, I'm not touching I want, that one. I want the STD that makes me tan. It wasn't an STD. It was a normal, like you're born with a disease. My God. Uh, so fucking his way to tan. Oh Jesus. Uh, at least you know he's not a vampire. Yeah, that's he's true. So tan. So tan. Um, Richard Nixon only lost that election by 0.2 percent of the popular vote. You know, it's crazy. Like, he lost the popular vote and he didn't get to become president. It's weird. I know. That seems to be happening more and more. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Just be president. Just what the fuck's wrong with you? Fucking president. <laughs> Just do it. So he loses and, you know, he, he slinks off. You know, he's all dejected. He slinks off back to California where he then uh, decides to run for the... He doesn't want to, but he ends up getting talked into running for the California gubernatorial position. The What? The California gubernatorial position. What he is, ran for the governor of California. Oh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
that is one of the many governors of California. Oh, yeah. what's the short guy's name? Gary Coleman. He ran against Arnold Schwarzenegger. What? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, and he lost. What you talking about, Nina? I'm talking about Gary Coleman. That's a reference to... I know. Yeah, okay. He beat his wife, too. <laughs> Bro, why you gotta go there? <laughs> We're having fun here. <laughs> Gary Coleman beat his wife. <laughs> I know this has nothing to do with Richard Nixon, who never gave his wife an orgasm, but... Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he runs for the gubernatorial position. He loses that position, just BT dubs, like, by a lot. Yeah. 5%. Which is relatively large as far as, you know, elections go. If it's not like if it's not like forty nine to forty eight percent with like one one or two percent other, you know, like like it's it's a landslide basically. A landslide. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh so he loses by a lot. Um and he has this conference after in this concession speech, he's like, This is the last like news conference I'll ever do or whatever. He said because he was I mean, he was kind of a sort of loser. Oh, and then also, sorry, this is off topic, but I just had a memory that was jogged. Uh huh. Um, the reason, one of the reasons that he did lose, or got a little bit less of a popular vote, was because he looked sweaty on TV. He does look sweaty. And JFK didn't look sweaty, so like people. He was wearing thought, makeup. I think JFK was yeah. one of the first people to wear makeup yeah. on TV. And so people like associated that he was healthy. And so that's why another reason why he he's like, also was, a lot younger. Well, yeah, yeah, but I heard that one time somewhere. I believe it. Yeah. He does look sweaty. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. He's sweaty as fuck. <laughs> um, so he loses, and then he decides. I mean, even though he said he was never going to do another news conference, he ran again. Okay. So after after JFK gets assassinated. Um, Lyndon B. Johnson moves into the U.S. presidency, and he is terrible at being the president of the United hey, States. He made churches not have to pay taxes, so he's terrible. I love him. He's terrible. You know how many like Joel Osteen doesn't have to pay taxes? I, I want you to think in about Jesus, that. And I shouldn't have to pay taxes. It's my That's God-given a, right as an American. You got so many bumper stickers coming out right now. I know, right? <laughs> I believe in Jesus, and I shouldn't have to pay taxes. <laughs> is definitely going on my car if I ever get one. I want a t-shirt that says it. Uh, <laughs> so Lyndon B. Johnson does a terrible job as the United States president. He escalates the conflict in Vietnam. Uh, 300 uh, soldiers are dying a week in Vietnam at this time. Basically... People are hating him for this. Uh, actually, at the Democratic National Convention this year, there were protests. Not this year when Nixon was running. Yes, that, that year, 1968. Yes, yeah. yes. That year, there were protests at the Demo- Democratic National Convention. So they think, oh, you know, Richard Nixon just lost a very slim uh, margin to JFK. Linda B. Johnson has basically destroyed um, the fucking Democrats in the eyes of American politics right now because of his handling of the Vietnam War uh, amidst many, many other things that are too much to get into. So now's the time to put him in. So they, they, they bring old Tricky Dick back, give him a second shot at yeah. that, at that presidency, yeah, that Oval that Office. Tricky Dick. You know, and Tricky Dick, this time... Fucked it up. He performs. He beat it up. Yeah, he, he did. He beat it up. He did. He, so he he tears Linda B. Johnson up. Uh, actually, back the, the the funny thing is that Linda B. Johnson actually didn't even he didn't get the nomination 
for his party. That doesn't happen very often that it, that an incumbent president doesn't get the nomination from their own party to run again. That's how bad it was. He like he like started a uh, a primary in New Hampshire and performed so poorly in it that he pulled out of the race. He pulled out all right. Yeah. All all half an inch. Aww. You ever see Lyndon B. Johnson? I actually, you know what? It it I I actually heard, have heard a story that he had this is weird. A magnum dime. He had absolute schmeat. Someone said that he was just like, he was swinging a kielbasa down there. Where would you have heard that? I don't know, man. But they said they said he liked to talk about it a lot. They said that he was, I would too. They said that he was very profane, that he cursed a lot, and he loved to talk about his big old dong. Ah, oh, man. And he is a weird looking dude. But, I forget what Ben, you know, I'm so sorry. I forget what LBJ looks like. Hey, hey, LBJ, how many kids did you kill today? Is uh, that actually a song? That's what, uh, pro, oh, that, yeah. That's he, what yeah. protesters used to talk I mean, about. He looks like he's got a thick dick. Maybe, I'm thinking Coke can, though. I'm not thinking like. Oh, yeah, he's got a chode. Yeah, for sure. No, I don't know. I don't know. Man. It, like, I mean, I think his dick's bigger than Richard Nixon's. I don't know if we can judge dicks just by looking at some pictures. Yes, you can. Okay, fine. Uh, uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower had the smallest dick of the group. He did. Yeah. That's why he liked to bomb things so much. Small yeah. old penis. Yeah. Which poor, 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 poor Nixon's daughter, she ended up marrying his son, so hopefully he had a bigger dick. Hopefully. Hopefully. Anyways. Uh, so... So he wins the election. He's president. Yes. And this is the first taste of scandal in the Nixon presidency happens because his vice president, Spiro Agnew, his first one, you can already tell it's bad because there were two. Um, the first one, he resigned after the first three years in the first term because it turns out while he was the governor of Massachusetts, he was taking kickbacks from contractors that he was hiring for governmental contracts. Oh, so he'd be like. He'd be like, oh, I'll hire if you if you just give me some, you know, give me some that good good on the side, you know. And he yeah. w- he was still receiving the payments from them into his vice presidency. Hey, they don't get that big of a paycheck. It's enough. They're already rich. They live for free. He had college to pay for. Oh my god. I don't know what college Spiro Agnew went to. I don't know either. And I'm not gonna look it up. So Spiro Agnew. Um, ends up having to resign uh, three years into the presidency. And then somehow this motherfucker gets elected again. And Weirder things have happened. George W. Bush got elected twice. Th- people loved him in his first term, though. They loved him. That was before, like, the Iraq War and shit. They loved him. And then they really... Really hated him. It was like the biggest flip in a presidency between terms, like ever. Like he everyone sucked. loved him, then everyone hated him the second term. Yeah. I mean, I was a child. I don't remember much of it, but I also remember him not being great. So. Um, I grew up very differently than you, so we loved him. I often make a joke um, with my best friend, our Lord and Savior George W. Bush. Wow. Because that's how people treated him. It's yeah. Like God, Jesus, George W. Bush. That's so insane. Yeah, they love. He's just so dumb. They love George W. Or they said that he like they quoted him to be dumb. I don't know how dumb he actually was. Well, he asked world. how many two Brazilian was. Uh, Strategery. Strategery. How well, how many Brazilian say? is that again? What did he say that <laughs> one time? 
He's like, I misunderestimated the situation. I misunderestimated the situation. Fucking Texas bastard. Um, so, so he, I mean, largely why he was reelected. I mean, I know why he was reelected. It was basically, it was his big foreign policy. Like we talked about already, like yeah. we touched on, he was really good at that. He, uh, pushed for, uh, desegregation in schools. Um, Which he, we love, love it. Love desegregation of schools. It's almost like it's a, like a basic human right that I shouldn't have to support. This is just kind of it already have been a thing, but yeah. Yeah. Love it. We love it though. And he was a Republican, which they were kind of, they were, they were, um, the socially conservative at this point. So it was, it was kind of crazy for him to be pushing for stuff like that. Now he did, uh, have an implementation of starting the war on drugs though, which did come out. It's a whole separate episode, but definitely did come out being a racially I... motivated thing. I feel like we could do three episodes just on Richard Nixon. Probably. There's a lot here. And the war on drugs is one of the big ones that I'm really, I'm really passionate about because I really hate the war on drugs and about what it's done to people, specifically minorities, you know, and the fact that it was instrumented literally for that purpose makes it even worse. Yeah. So bad guy, but (laughs) he just won a reelection with a new vice president, but Oopsies, it's about to not be so good for him. No. Nope. Because uh, the re-election was in 1972. And the biggest topic of our episode happened in 1973. Which was? The Watergate, Watergate scandal. scandal. Um, so obviously you knew, you all knew what this was leading up to. It's the biggest thing that ever happened in Richard Nixon's presidency. It's what we all talk about him still about is the Watergate scandal. The fact that literally every scandal now is followed by gate started here. Pizzagate. Yeah. Which I just learned about. Didn't know what it was. You know what Pizzagate is? Like, I've read about it, and I'm like, every time I read about these scandals, I'm like, I understand a portion of this. Yeah, it's literally like there. it was a conspiracy theory that there's a, a child sex trafficking ring um, oh, yes, in, in yes, Washington, D.C. Yes, that yes. specifically was run out of this one like mom and pop pizzeria yes, in yes, Washington, D.C. Yes. And, and it was so much belief that people were showing up to the pizzeria and like yelling at the owners and stuff and like berating people in there and yelling and like holding protests there. Um they have nothing to do with it, Aww. and and I'm pretty sure that they that they're literally just a pizza place. And I think someone, some like fucking incel on 4chan, like made this story up, <laughs> and now this poor pizza place is just getting Not shit for it. Pizza. Exactly. So PizzaGate. Um. So, so Watergate happens in 1973, the year after his reelection. Um, seven, yeah, seven people are caught. Um, breaking into the Watergate building. And you want to know how that happened? How? Forrest Gump was staying at the hotel oh across the street. Oh, my God. And he saw that the lights were out. And so he called somebody, <laughs> and that's how they caught him. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I oh. said the lights are out in the building next door. <laughs> Can somebody go check that out? I don't know much. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, that's how that happened. Uh, my God. Uh, yeah, so these seven people are caught breaking into the Watergate building, which is kind of a head for uh, the Democratic, like, like um, party. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Washington, D.C., they, they run a lot of, um, they run a lot of operations for just the entirety of the Democratic Party out of this building. So when you catch seven people breaking into that, you think, you, you're like, well, you so think, that, do you think this might be politically motivated? I don't know. 
And here's the thing. To this day, they they don't know exactly what the fuck they were doing in there. They think they were... That's what's so confusing about the entire thing. Yeah, they question them forever. They talk to them forever. They think that, like... Like, oh, man, the Democratic uh, Party chair, like like the, the committee chair, like the highest person in the Democratic Party, they think they were going to get dirt on him. Uh, there was this idea that it was uh, – that they were trying to bug people who were, like, getting calls about the Democratic campaign. Yeah. You know, like what was going on with the party. But they really – they don't know. And it might be just the fact that they never pieced enough together to really conclusively decide because uh, they, they were – Because he wouldn't release all the tapes that it, he was supposed to release. Exactly. And that that's actually later. But but well, it, yeah. but at the very beginning, it was um, just like, why did they break into this fucking building? They had wiretaps on them, so they think they were going to wiretap somebody. And they found wiretaps in – in, in Yeah, in the building. But they don't know exactly who the specified target was, you know. So uh, they arrest these people, and they don't exactly know what they were doing there. And they don't they don't give up they don't give up immediately why they were there either. Right. The um, best part of all of this was that the security guard found tape on the doors. Like that's all they did was just tape the doors. Yeah, they, the locks. And then he was like, this is weird, and just takes the tape off. Yeah, they were, they were staying in the hotel, the hotel right next to the building. So they were, like, peeping on the, 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 the Watergate building, like, at the end of the day. Like, like fucking looking and see what they're doing. And, yeah, he just went, they just wanted to put, like, some duct tape on the door. They're like, this will work. This will work. And, it, I mean, it, it did, didn't it? Because he took it off, and then they put it back on. Yeah, basically. And they got in there. Like, they made it into the building. Like, the like they were fucking guard, around in the building. They had security cameras. They don't even, like... Disable the security cameras. The fucking security guard just wasn't paying attention, and they get in, and then they do this shit. Yes, that's the short and easy way. Um. So my favorite thing about all this is that um, one of the one of the people who kind of orchestrated this, um, uh, by the last name of Mitchell. His his wife was in the Watergate uh, hotel complex next to it, where they were kind of staying, like waiting for the five burglars inside, because two of them were in the hotel, and then the five actual yeah. burglars were inside trying to do the wiretapping. Um, she didn't like what was going on, and she called like uh, she called like a someone in the press or something saying that she was going to leave her husband unless he retired from the committee for the reelection of the president, which was kind of uh, that was. Uh, Nixon's campaign committee for that re-election mm-hmm. uh, until he left that. And I guess she, like, fucking, she, like, some guy came in, saw her doing this, pulled the cord out from the wall and, like, physically accosted her and, like, kept her, locked, like, locked in this room. For like, for, like, a week. It was a week. Then that's the thing, no, like, I've heard a lot about the Watergate scandal, but I never heard about a fucking kidnapping happening during it. Yeah, no. Like, and, and they, they beat her. She tried to, like, shimmy down the balcony a bunch of times to get away. And then they go, later, they talk to McCord, who is a very, who is a person who is a very big part of this. And he says that she was basically kidnapped. It's like, no, no, no. She was kidnapped. Not she, be- you don't basically get kidnapped. Yeah, she was full-ass kidnapped. Not in the back of a van. No, it's not next to the You know... Helen, because that was her name, Helen. Uh, I think uh, what would be really good for you is to spend the next week uh, 
in this hotel room uh, in the back of my van. <laughs> they they keep this woman locked up, and they they're trying to figure out why these five people were breaking in uh, to uh, the Watergate building. Uh, what they wanted, basically, and uh, no one's speaking, obviously, because no one wants to give up. No. What happened? They're not getting a lot out of them. They're threatening them with long prison sentences, everything, and uh, p- people hold up uh, for the most part. They decide to uh, follow follow the money. Follow the money was a uh, was a term coined during this. This this investigation was follow the money because they basically said, like, if you find out who was paying them, you'll find out uh, what happened. Mm -hmm. And uh, it basically turned out that uh, the press reported that one of the one of the guys was a Republican Party, like uh, security aide. So he was connected to the to the Republican Party. And uh, John Mitchell, whose wife was the one who was kidnapped. Uh, was the head of the chair of the committee for the re-election of the president at this time. Uh, he denied any involvement, even though one of the burglars was a Republican Party aide. But uh, they found out that um, a cashier's check had been deposited uh, into uh, one of the bank accounts of the security aide that was made by a uh, that was a, ca- a campaign donation. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. It was a $25,000 campaign donation uh, to the committee for the re-election of the, pe- the president that was put into this person's bank account uh, in another country. So they, they did try to cover uh-huh. it up. They took a cashier's check uh, that was written uh, from the committee uh, to this person, but they deposited it in uh, a Mexican bank account. And this is why now you always have to report everything that you put into the bank at another country. Thanks, guys. Yeah, come on, man. I really wanted to go. I wanted to go to Mexico and just deposit this fifty thousand dollar check I had. But now you got to make me jump through Uncle Sam's hoops. There's a lot of hoops too. Oh, there are. So the, I, this actually is funny because. Uh, oh yeah, because because it had been endorsed, so they made sure that the check was endorsed. Basically, uh, so so they know that it wasn't just stolen, because it, it was right, it was right. it was definitely endorsed um, by one of the bookkeepers at the committee for the uh, uh, re-election of the president, and then they questioned uh, that bookkeeper who authorized this, yeah. and then it came down that he he's like okay, uh, they actually they threatened it with like a long prison sentence, and he's like okay, you know what? Fine. They're like actually. All right, fine. The 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 chairman was the one who, who, who told me to do it. I didn't know why, but he told me to endorse it and to just give it to him. So now you know. You know that uh, the five Watergate burglars are directly tied to the uh, committee for the re-election of the president because of this money order that was given to them that was then directly used to pay for the surveillance equipment that they ended up putting uh, in the Watergate building. And they know that it was endorsed uh, by them, so it wasn't stolen. And now they have someone testifying that it was the chairman of the committee that authorized them to do this. So if they would have never cashed the check. I mean, yeah, but they needed the money to also steal the stuff. Yeah, they should have, I don't know, 
get cash or something. Like, right. I don't. It seems a little stupid. Like, I. But I think this was one of the first times that uh, investigators used this kind of like this paper trail of like how to buy things to really yeah. track down something like this. So I just think it was something they weren't fucking thinking of. Nowadays, you're like, oh man, I got to get a burner phone and uh, yeah. I got I got to pay for that uh, black market kidney in cash. Right. You know. But back then, you were like, I don't charge it to my Amex. Yeah. No one was. Oh, excuse me. No one was like tracking shit. Now they are. Exactly. And um, so all this is coming out. Uh, it come like, it's, it's kind of like hush-hush for a little bit. But then um, there's a bunch of media leaks. Yes. So the media starts reporting on this, which is obviously hell for President Nixon, right? You know? Yes. Um, because he doesn't want any of this to come out. Um, And it turns out this is where uh, everyone's heard of uh, Deep Throat. Just, oh my god, come on, man. Tricky dick and deep throat. Tricky dick and deep throat. Can there be... Choose, the master debaters. Choose a less sexual nickname for the love of Did they, God. Did that meant back then, though? No, it was just like a... They had... They, like, obscured his, like, voice. So it sounded like his voice was lower. So deep throat. A Quaker coined that. Yeah, th- this was before um, the famous like a nineteen seventies porn movie, Deep Throat, which is like there were a couple of porns in the seventies that were like, like they were shown in theaters. Yeah, it was like this and um oh what is it? It's like the Green Door, I think is the other one. Like they're full on like hardcore sex pornographies that were seen as like artistic and shown in there. It was like movies basically. They were like, let's make a movie. Let's put fucking in it. In yeah, it. let's let's have them like fuck for real and let's like show all of it. And everyone was like, "Oh my god, yeah, yeah, fucking, we, oh, we do will, that, we will pay do that." Back. And then that fifty years later has directly led to Johnny Sins. You're looking at me because I'm I'm assuming now you do not know who Johnny Sins is. No. Uh, he's a very famous male porn star that uh, there's a bunch of memes of him online where he's like he's been a doctor and a firefighter and a teacher, but he's like just this really ripped like bald dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking him up. I'm looking him up right now. I'm not very versed in uh, porn stars. Well. Ew, he's gross. At least you know that's that's why we make a great team. You know. You know all about uh, other shit. Growing up with crosses all over your house, and I know about growing up uh, with all of my browser history being deleted every night. So, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wink to this. Yeah. Oh, look, he looks like Mr. Clean. Which you know that was my type in like seventh grade. Mr. Clean was your type. Honestly, you were like Mr. Clean can clean it up. Oh, he could clean her out any day he wanted. No, he can but magic erase my virginity. He could have. <laughs> he could have. I was super into Vin Diesel in junior high. He was my first celebrity crush. I'm gonna guess him and John Cena. Oh, John Cena. They could have fucked me up anytime. Yeah, you like the you like the the ripped boys. I I I do enjoy men who are physically fit. It's I no so I'm straight, but too much too much for me even. I'm like nah. Still would fuck JFK, but. And his tan, tan body. Exactly, but not not into it. Like, uh, too much. Too much muscles. Scary. Oh, break me. Scare. I, you know? I want a man who could break my collarbone, but who won't. That could be, like, a lot of people, Nina. The bar is low. <laughs> the, is bar, the bar 
is low. So low. So low. <laughs> to get back on topic. Yes. Sorry. Um. So they're, they've linked this back to uh, the committee that was reelecting Richard Nixon. So they know he's, he's kind of talked. They, they meet deep throats in this parking garage, which is now like a national uh, like monument. Hit, yeah, like history marker, like, like um, a historical site at this just like parking garage where they met forever. And it turns out this guy, his name was Mark Felt. He was like uh, working in the FBI investigation. Oh, he felt the deep throat. Uh, he, for some reason, Mark Felt just makes me think he must be a puppeteer. Yeah. Oh. Like yeah. felt puppets. Yeah. Nice. And then, because that's deep throat, he's all the way up in their throats with his hands moving the mouth. Ooh. See? Up their butts in their throat. Felt it. I felt it. Another bumper sticker. Another bumper sticker. Oh my God. Up their ass in their throat felt it is a great bumper sticker as well. Um, so it turns out he's leaking to the press and uh, this press is really what kind of brings national attention to this. Yeah. So it turns it from just like something small that might have gotten blown over, you know, like, oh, someone broke in. Oh, they might have been receiving money from this, blah, 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 to like the press is like, this is something. And they're digging into it. They're reporting like daily on this, you know, and that really escalated it from like this, this small thing to a big, uh, a big national scandal, like something so big that obviously we're still talking about it now, uh, almost 50 years later. Yeah, just about. In two years, it'll be 50 years. So now, obviously, the question is, how much does the president know about this? And this is also at the beginning when he uh, basically, Nixon makes his first uh, national speech regarding uh, the allegations where he asks for multiple people uh, in his cabinet and his advisors and in the uh, committee for the reelection of the president that were with him to step down. Yeah. So, like, uh, I think the, the like, uh, U.S. attorney, like, the national U.S. attorney was part of it or something, and he, or whoever, like, the department of, the, the lawyer that the govern that the president appoints, I, I'm blanking on it right now, uh, basically like a district attorney, but, like, okay. bigger. Yeah, yeah. I, I forget what it's called, but he asked him to step down, two of his aides that are, uh, like, basically... They're advisors to the president now. Uh, he asked them to step down, and he makes it public, like, bah, you know. And he even says, like, I don't, I don't want to implicate them uh, in any wrongdoing, but we have decided collectively that they should, they need to go and that they should, land. yeah, that they should step down. And immediately, as they step down and walk out of the White House, they will enter into the back of my van. <laughs> uh, so. So he asked them to step down, and every, he's like, okay, that's it. You know, I asked them to step down. I didn't have any involvement with it. it blah, blah, me. blah. You know. It wasn't me. <laughs> but they filed a paper trail. It, it wasn't was me. <laughs> but I'm not a crook. <laughs> uh, here's a quote. Oh, the attorney general. That's what it is. The attorney general to step down, as well as two of his aides. Uh, and he thought that was it. But then they have Senate hearings on it because obviously... Yeah, you just can't let that go. Yeah, that's it's not just going to die like that. So they they have these uh, Senate hearings where they question the five burglar... The five burglars. There we go. Uh, they question the chairman of the 
Committee for the Re-Election of the President, the CRP. There we go. Uh, they question the, the chairman of the CRP and uh, the other aide that he had go, uh, the district attorney. And it turns out that in these in these uh, tapes, or not in these tapes, in these hearings, someone basically lets it slip like, you know what? I think Nixon might have been recording everything that happened in the Oval Office. And that he was. Which, so up, up until now, common practice among presidents, actually. So it was a common practice amongst presidents to keep a tape recorder and just to record all the conversations that happened in the Oval well, Office. Well, it makes sense. They, they have a lot to do. I can understand being like, oh, fuck, what did, um, what did the uh, ambassador, uh, ambassador of Uzbekistan say when he was in the other day? I really don't remember. Pull the tapes. Yeah. You know? Um, so the Senate is like, oh, you've given us those tapes, bitch. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not. He's like, uh, I don't... Uh, I'd rather not. I don't think I want to give the tapes. And he's like, uh, we'll give you a... I'll give you a transcript okay. of them. Um, but... And then there's this big internal thing like, oh, man, should we redact them? Or should we not redact them? And they said they were redacting them just to remove expletives. Because you know Richard Nixon. Tricky, Body mouth. You know Tricky Dick was in there going like... Even, fuck even this, fuck that. Yeah, he doesn't like hearing women talk about sex, but you know he's in the Oval Office being like, these fucking pig fucking Democrats trying to get in here and uh, and they're all over my fucking hairy ass balls. Like, I'm assuming that's how he's he like, just grab them by the pussy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so someone's out recording in the uh, the bu- uh, outside the bus. That's, that's where Trump did, right? He was yeah. on like a bus. Yeah, he was like, like in a, a tour, charter bus. Or it, it was like a tour bus or something yeah, with they like were one like of those. Out no, with I, just, I just I just grab him by the. It was and one other guy. That's what's even pussy. weirder. It was like Trump and one other guy, and he's like, just grab him by the pussy, dude. But not like that. Like like, I swear, I grabbed them better than anybody. I'm the best pussy grabber. Ask your friends. Ask your family. Ask, uh, ask Stormy Dan. Because guess what? I, pro- I grabbed him. I've probably grabbed their pussies. Um, <laughs> ah, could you, ah, anyway, sorry. Uh, we could go really off topic and I'm trying to stay on topic. I know. Donald Trump, whenever he finally gets elected for whatever, or, uh, not elected, uh, in sorry. Trouble. Yes. Uh, arrested is what I yes. meant to say. Arrested for whatever he's done in this election. <sighs> we can do a whole, we can do a whole episode on him. Um, I mean, we could probably do one anyway. He's done something illegal. I'm sure of it. He's uh, done multiple things illegal. So... So they ask him for the transcripts. They end up deciding to release the redacted version, um, which they don't like. Uh, and so they they sue him to release <clears throat> to release the full tapes, the unedited tapes, not the transcripts, not redacted transcripts. Uncut. But they want the tapes, like the raw version. Yeah, they want him to show the fucking receipts. All right, they <clears throat> they escalate this all the way up to the Supreme Court, and then the Supreme Court rules. That uh, that basically Nixon was like, I have executive privileges over the tapes, which make it so you can't have them. They're my property. I have an executive power to say that you can't have them. Uh, but the Supreme Court ruled that that is not true. That that's They're not. Like, that's not how that works. <clears throat> They're like that's They're like you tricky dick. <laughs> oh oh tricky dick with your you're wrong your tricks. Uh, no, they voted unanimously that that wasn't a thing. So basically the subpoena was forced through. He'd have to release the tapes, and he knew he was backed into a corner. He's so, like, you know what? I quit. Well, not yet. 
But so he released the tapes, and there was some shit. There's a lot on there. Yeah. Now here's the thing. It's still unknown how much he actually knew about it because uh, it was actually said when they brought it up to him, he he reacted with like genuine surprise. Yeah. But that's kind of the only that's the only story that kind of says like maybe he didn't know as much. But it's like, did he think it was like? I don't know. Was it one of those things that one night they were all drunk and they were like, hey, let's just break into Watergate. And he's like, ha, 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 do it. And then he finds out later and he's like, oh, shit, they actually did it. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. Well, because here's I the. I feel like he had to have known something well, about it. Well, here's the thing. I think I think he knew maybe not a lot about it. But the thing was, is that he tried to cover it up. Yeah. So so after it all came out, he tried to pay. Um, he tried to pay hush money yeah. to the people who did it. To keep them, to keep them from talking and, and mentioning him or the uh, uh, the CRP in it, which is how that was that that money was partially for was also like, hey, you know, like like he 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 tried to make it not as big of a thing, but then because Mark felt aka Deep Throat was having these conversations with the media and it was all coming out, uh, they really couldn't, um, and actually. There was a there was a quote from the tapes that uh, talking about the hush money uh, paid to them said Dean who was the he was the attorney general was saying uh, that's the most troublesome thing because uh, this other person is involved in that this person is involved in that the two people uh, Errol uh, Ehrlichman there it is and uh, Haldeman those are the two aides of yes. uh, the advisors of the president he's saying that they were involved in that. Uh, I'm involved in it. Mitchell, who is the chairman, is involved in that. And that's an obstruction of justice. He said that on the tapes. Um, and they were saying that uh, Howard Hunt, which is like um, one of the people involved, was blackmailing him. Uh, Nixon's, Nixon basically gave the okay to pay him. Yeah. To, uh, to shut up. One of, the, one of the burglars, like the leader of the burglars, to shut up. He said, uh, just looking at the immediate problem, this is a direct quote, just looking at the immediate problem, uh, don't you have to have uh, handle Hunt's financial situation damn soon? Uh, you've got to keep the cap on that bottle, on the bottle that much in order to have any options. So uh, to Nixonify that, uh, just looking at the immediate problem, uh, don't you have uh, handle Hunt's financial situation damn soon? You've got to keep the cap on that bottle that much in order to have any options. He's guilty. Oh yeah, no, he definitely. So, so yeah. Here's the thing. It's like, uh, I don't, I don't know how much he knew because he he acted with genu- genuine right, surprise right. Uh, in the tapes and like when he says like they did this, he's like, what, you know? And and the, but then he's I like, I don't know though. But you you know how much men lie. Sorry, Kashan. I'm like grouping you into this, but it's like eh, I lie to you so often. I know you do. Every time you say a joke and I laugh, it's a lie. I know it. I know it. <laughs> it's funny because when we get a bunch of people watching this, I know all the comments are going to be like, but nine is the actual funny one. It's because I have the boobs. <laughs> they can't even see them. It's a podcast. They know I have them. Wait, if, if you're here for nine is boobs, wait till we're big enough to record the video of this. I'll wear a, s- a revealing top. Don't you worry. Be making those money moves. Yeah, I will. And then Nixon also said on a later tape, um, well, they have to be paid. That's all there is to that. They have to be paid. Uh, also in reference to paying the hush money yeah. that they were getting blackmailed for. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, uh, this is 
This is big. And there's actually one of the tapes that is referred to now as the smoking gun tape, which obviously that's the, it's the thing that really took him down. Yeah. It was the tape that was recorded like right after the break in. Yeah. A couple days later. Yeah. It's when they first mentioned it to him and they said, uh, uh, Another quote from uh, Haldeman, which is one of the aides that was forced to resign, that was uh, directly involved Mm -hmm. uh, with the planning of it. They ended up tying him back to it. Uh, The Democratic break-in thing, uh, we're back to the in the problem area because the the FBI is not under control because Gray doesn't exactly know how to control them. And they have uh, their investigation is now leading into some productive areas and it goes in some directions that we don't want it to go. So so the F- yeah, yeah the, the FBI, they know the FBI is investigating them and their connection to them, um, and they, they know that they're on uh, to the money that they got paid from the chairman, you know, and now he's basically saying, you know, like, like the FBI, they're getting, they're getting some shit back. Like they right. found something, and it's, it's coming back on, on us. And uh, there was actually, this is funny because this is a moment that uh, it really mimicked the Donald Trump presidency and the firing of, uh, or they didn't actually fire him, but uh, Mueller, the special, the leader of the special investigation Mm -hmm. council, because technically the president does have the authority to fire uh, someone in charge of a special investigation, even if it's into him, just because of how powers work out. It's very stupid. It's so stupid. But they, uh, they wanted him to do the same thing. They wanted him to, to fire like the head of the FBI. And he wouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were, which is the good thing for there. I mean, Trump did yeah. fire uh, James Comey. Yes, he did. Right. So, so it reminded me of that a lot where he's like, oh man, the, the FBI is investigating into something that I don't want them to be investigating into. I'm going to fire him. You know, why don't I just fire him? I'm the fucking president, you know? Uh, maybe not such a good idea. And now all of these came out. Uh, the media is dead set against Nixon. Uh, the American people hate him now. He went from... I mean, but how can you blame them? No, no, that it's very, it's very fair. It's literally like he went from being one of the most popular presidents that was able to get a reelection bid uh, by a wide margin to now probably one of the most hated presidents of all time because he definitely, even if he didn't know that they were breaking in uh, to the Watergate building to bug the opposite party, once he learned, yeah, once he learned about it, covered it up. Yeah, once he learned about it, he decided that instead of, uh, taking American justice like the true thought of American justice uh, into his hands and being like oh you know what let's prosecute these people immediately he tried to cover it up and then after he tried to cover it up then he was like oh these people should resign because it looked bad for him not because it's actually what he actually believed that what happened was wrong which it was it was wrong he's about to go uh, and, and move into uh, with the smoking gun tape and all the tapes that have come out uh, the media knows everything about it and now the Senate is getting into all of it. They have all these Senate hearings just like they did with uh, the, the, the Donald Trump impeachment uh, hearings. Uh, but they don't, they don't get to impeach him is the thing. Uh, he basically gets wind from someone that, yo, there's no way. Right. There's no way you're right. coming back from this. And honestly, to keep – it was basically a, a political party thing that it was like to keep hope or uh, trust in the Republican Party – you need to step down. You need to resign before any of this happens and we all just get dragged through the mud. Even right. worse than like uh, what LBJ just went through like six years ago with, with Vietnam about how everyone hated him. This is going to be worse because you were going to be like the first president ever removed from office. 
So instead of becoming the first president to ever be removed from office because he learned that uh, he got word from uh, the the representatives, the House of Representatives, some people that he knew that uh, enough people had flipped that he would get he would get impeached and get sent to a Senate trial almost definitely where he would also almost definitely like talk to senators and people were telling him like all the senators will vote for your removal. They'll convict you uh, in a Senate trial. They'll remove you from office. He decided to become the first president instead to resign. Which I mean, like, I mean, you knew when to go, you knew when to leave. Yeah, no, he did. And he talked about, uh, you know, he talked about how he's not a quitter and he had this whole, this whole speech where, you know, I mean, he's good at talking. Mama never raised a quitter. Exactly. <laughs> and he, he talks a big game about, you know, I this is one of the hardest decisions, like, but I've decided to, you know, uh, American needs a full-time president, a full-time Congress. It's basically like, he basically spun it as, I don't want to take the American people's time with this investigation, so I'm just going to end it so that we can move on to doing it's, actual politics. It's not you. It's me. Exactly. He broke up with America on national TV. So at least he did it in person. Yeah. Very, very nice of him in person over the TV screen to millions of Americans. Uh, So he he resigns from office is there's they've got that very famous picture of him uh, getting into uh, I forget the name of the it's like Navy one or something is Mm -hmm. the name of the Mm -hmm. American Mm -hmm. uh, president's helicopter instead of the plane. Air Force one. Air Force one's the plane. So it's like Navy One or like Marine One or something. Helicopter, is helicopter One. It's not Helicopter One. Actually, it says right here, Marine One. There we go. Uh, and it's it's right, it's right, it's him putting up the two peace signs. Yeah. That was his big campaign thing that he did all the time. The hippies will love me if I do this. It was so stupid. Um, and it was funny because he got in the helicopter and chartered it uh, back to his house, like in California, before his resignation was final, so that he could still use the he could still use the helicopter. I mean, that's a pretty boss move. Uh, yeah. Like, so, so the taxpayers for sure paid for that final like, helicopter he's ride. Like, oh, this this plane ticket is way too expensive. Which is very funny to me. Um, so that means the president's just resigned. So we have a new president now. Gerald Ford! Gerald Ford. Good old Gerald. Uh, he played college football. That's kind of all I remember from my seventh grade history class. And the fact that he fell down a lot. He fell down a lot. There's that. He got into like a ski accident, I think, at one point. He and, fell down the steps. Yeah, he fell down the steps at Air Force One getting out, which they played on national TV like everywhere and it's funny before we uh recorded this podcast we watched it we watched this clip of like a news uh person like reviewing it and showing him falling and then being like you're like but there were some other troubles because he almost got assassinated twice and i was like what (laughs) you're like haha oh bumbly gerald ford falling down steps trying to get shot at with bullets What a card. Oh, that Gerald Ford. (laughs) Silly. Uh, But so he becomes... He pardons him. Yeah, yep. Yeah, he does. Real friends. Stick together. Which, so there... There was... uh, There's a bunch of controversy, obviously, about this. One, should he have... um, Two, were there talks about... um, There's there's some ideas that maybe uh, he had a talk with him resigning instead of having him removed from office so that Gerald Ford could become president and then in like uh as like uh, a reward or like a gift back to him for letting Gerald Ford become president Gerald Ford would then pardon him that's that's another 
another scandal in and of itself. Exa- exactly. It's a gimme politics. It's selling the presidency, just like what we talked about with Rod Blagojevich, yeah. selling a Senate seat, except now it's literally the highest office of American politics. Yeah, it was sketchy. Yeah, but there, there's no proof on that, obviously. Uh, yeah, but they, they destroyed the tapes. Tell me I'm wrong. I, you're not? Yeah, exactly. Um, which they actually, that's actually funny that you bring that up. With those tapes that they released earlier, they did some analysis of those tapes, and technically he released the whole tapes except for they found that there was like tw- 18 minutes. That yeah, was- there's just 18 minutes of race. We still, we still don't know what was on that 18 minutes. What was worse than the Watergate scandal, which right. obvi- which obviously he implemented himself in through the rest of the tapes. What was worse in those 18 minutes that he was like, that's the thing I have to literally commit a federal crime in a subpoena and destroy this evidence for. That's scary. We d- we still and, don't. Know. And the best part is, um, his secretary was like, "I accidentally stepped on the wrong pedal and turned it off." It's like, "Oh yeah, you accidentally did that." Oh, oopsie doopsie. Like, oh, I was trying to answer the telephone and I hung up the say. Oh, I'm a oh. silly goose. Oopsie me. I'm just a big buxom receptionist. I bent over to pick up a pen and my my. my my heavy milkers just fell on the wrong pedal. Oopsie <laughs> doopsie. And she like pushes her elbows together and then everyone in the room forgets like, what they were asking her. And they're like, oh, those are big tits. They totally <laughs> turned something off. That w- <laughs> I'm turned on, but something would get turned off. But something off. would get turned off. Uh, so that, that scares me more than anything. It's like, what was on that 18 minutes? And you know what? We'll never know because nope. Richard Nixon's dead. Very dead. Which after he died was when they finally decided to release all of the transcripts of what happened in this. They kept it under wraps about all of the actual details about things. Like besides the leaks that came out uh, from the FBI through Deep Throat and stuff. They kept it. I know. Sorry. It will never not be funny. Uh, they kept a lot of the of the details under wraps until after his death. And then they, they released all of the, he's dead now. It won't hurt his reputation. That's exactly what they said. They were like, you know what? Pretty much everyone involved in the, in the case is either dead or doesn't like matter. Like isn't implicated that much, you know? So that was one thing. So Richard Nixon, if he did not get pardoned though, would have, 100% 100% been arrested for many different crimes. Um, oh, yeah. Obstruction yeah, of he justice. He fucking been arrested. Yeah, he should have. And in fact, everyone else, uh, so the Watergate 7, which were like the, the five burglars and the uh, and the two conspirators and the, the chairman, uh, they all pretty much served time. Yeah, the one guy only served four weeks, though. Yeah. Which was bullshit. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is like a lot of them still get still did get um, slaps on the wrist. Now, some of them, I said that they were threatened with long prison sentences. They basically got convicted of a crime that they could do up to 40 years for. Yeah, it's a long time. And they all got like a year and a half. They got like 12 to 18 months. They're okay. So, so they got out. Uh, the longest prison sentence was, uh, I think, somewhere in the realm of like, Four years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Somebody got four years. Yeah, yeah. The uh, he he the guy uh, J- G Gordon Liddy, uh, who was the one who kind of masterminded the burglary, 
uh, of the building. Uh, he was originally sentenced up to 20, but he, he got four and a half, whereas everyone else got up to 40 and then served like 15. Yeah. But so really the people well, that... Well, one guy served 33 months. Um, so a lot of these people, including the like uh, the people that the ADT let go, were convicted uh, not only of the conspiracy for the burglary, but also obstruction of justice and perjury for lying because they lied, obviously. They tried to cover it up. And obstruction of justice because they tried to... Obstruct the justice. They, yeah, they, tr- they tried to halt the investigation, stop the investigation. Um, the... The attorney general who then resigned to become the director of that committee, uh, who was Mitchell, uh, he was convicted of perjury. He did 19 months. You know, they all kind of did all a year and a half. Yeah. Basically, except for that one guy who masterminded, who like planned the burglary, like who planned like the nuts and bolts of like he got the money from the committee and like bought the stuff and planned how they were going to do it. Um, He got four and a half years. And everyone else who was around it, who tried to cover it up, everything – like uh, a year and a half, which honestly, I don't know. There just seems to be more gravitas to like these crimes that I, to me, the punishments for like the higher up people do not match the crime. Well, no, you know? none of these punishments match the crime. You know, that's what's, that's what's fucked up. It's like you, you lied to the American people. Like it was just a normal burglary. Yes. But it's like, it's so much more. Like in the fabric of the American right. justice system right. and, and American politics, like like there's got to be worse. And and Nixon would have almost definitely been convicted, and because all these other people were convicted, he would have been convicted and put in there. But the fact that he got a bar a pardon from Gerald Ford, who just decided not to pardon these other people, he was like, eh, well, okay, Nixon, you tricky dick, you get off scot free. All oh, you guys just go to prison. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> you know, it's like. Shit, man. And so basically Nixon's Nixon's uh, reputation was tarnished. Oh, yeah. Forever. Uh, there's actually a popular movie called Frost Nixon. Yes. You know, about, also a play. Yeah, that was this. Basically, um, in the years after this, he had this big interview mm-hmm. with uh, Frost. Um, kind of trying to clear his name. Yeah, but you know, you're but not it, gonna clear your name but but he actually yeah. just talked more about everything, and people kind of liked him what? worse. He did later on be like he did more stuff with like foreign policy, like when he was older. Yeah. So so everyone was like, oh, you know, he's just an old man but, doing foreign policy. But yeah, obviously just, he was never in American politics again. I'm curious on how he made money the rest of his life, because I know how like if you complete your term, you get paid out for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I actually. If you resign. I don't know what happens if you resign. Honestly. You know what? He probably still fucking got paid. I was about to say. I think you get the money still. That's bullshit. Because they basically they have they still have to protect you forever. Like you were because pre- like every foreign Bitch, president always resign, has protection. You, you resign. You don't get the perks of the job after you resign. I guess. Uh, I guess being the president of the United States is maybe slightly different than you getting like free donuts if you work at Dunkin' Donuts. No, that's bullshit. It's like once you resign. Amy, you can't come in here anymore and get jelly-filled donuts for free. You resigned, goddammit. I'm the barista now. I get the jelly-filled donuts for free. Are they considered a barista at Dunkin' Donuts? If they make coffee, I don't fucking know. They should not be considered a barista. My girlfriend worked at Dunkin' Donuts in college. Hey, Jesse. No. <laughs> Were you a barista? <clears throat> like a like their sandwich artists over at Subway? Hey, those are some fucking good sandwiches. They're okay. I mean, An Italian sub? What's that called? 
the the uh one that's oh. like all meat fuck i don't know <laughs> on italian herbs and cheese it's uh, my favorite one. It's, it's like the like it's like the B, it's the BMT salami. right or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no. an Italian BMT. That one, yeah. My favorite tub. That was my mom's favorite tub. Me and your mom have something in common. Yeah. We love Italian BMTs and we hate you. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> oh God, you're gonna make me cry uh, again today. Yes. I can't do it again. Um, so so yeah, uh, Richard Nixon ended up. He died in the 90s. 94. Uh, 94. When were you born? Uh, 95. So he, he died before I was born. Wow. Um, you and Richard Nixon were not ever on Earth at the same time. Thank God. Me and Richard Nixon, however, were. Uh, <laughs> uh, when are you, were you 92? Two. Oh. At the end of 92. Oh, you're more older than me than I thought. I am. I, I always forget because I seem older than you, I think. Yeah. So... It's the beard. You you should grow a beard. I should. Oh, and some chest hair. You would look so Dash. stately. Yeah. Dashing is also it a good It would also hide your ugly face, Nina. Oh, I thought, I literally, so the first half of that, I thought you were just saying to me. I no, was like, wow. It's me. <laughs> I, it, good thing you have a beard, because Sean hides your ugly face. Hey, you Shut know, the... beard is makeup for Great. a lot of people. Great. Okay, anyways, Richard Nixon, uh, So, yeah, uh, he passed away. Uh, the reaction to it was kind of like, no one, no one was like, I'm not going to deal with Americans ever again. Like it didn't hurt our foreign policy right. at all. It just kind of like, I definitely think that this was kind of a big, this, this was probably the biggest, um, scandal at this highest level of office ever. So yeah, far. Yeah. Well, that we know of. Yes. That we know of the, the biggest publicized one that really had lasting impacts that probably had some some probably far reaching effects about how Americans view the president and how they view uh, the political system in itself. I mean, I think probably, I mean, Americans today just talk to some of them. They fucking hate the political system in America. Yeah. You know, they think, they think it's corrupt everywhere. And you know what? They're not wrong. No, they're not. I mean, they're the calls for draining the swamp. Uh, I hate Donald Trump. I'm not going to lie. Um, but the one thing during his presidency when he advocated for, quote unquote, which he, he has not done, so fuck him, uh, draining the swamp and, and like advocating for getting political corruptness out of, uh, out of the highest levels of office. There was a time when he was talking about implementing like uh, term limits for mm-hmm. senators and stuff, which is stuff that I am actually for. Oh, yes. It was one of the things I was like, wow, this guy's making some sense somewhere amid this campaign where he keeps and shouting, he lock her up and build the wall. You know, which was fucking stupid. And then obviously... Which he didn't either of. Of course. And he didn't drain the swamp either. He's done fucking nothing that he, he said he would do. It. Which some of the stuff that he said he'd do that he hasn't done, I'm very happy about because I didn't want it done. Right, right. But that's the one thing I was like, bruh, like if we could have got that done, I would have been a little happy. But... Well, um, not about you, <laughs> I love that you hate that so much. Uh, so, thus concludes yes. our talk on... Richard Nixon. Why did they break into the Watergate building? We don't know. We still don't know. What was on those 18 minutes of the tape? We don't know. Did Richard Nixon ever give his wife an orgasm? No. Yeah, we know that one. That's no. He did get her pregnant. Twice. That doesn't mean she had to come. No, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying it happened. She had a little bit of a wop, is what I'm saying. Oh, gross. Gross. I, you don't need that much just to get <laughs> just to get an egg in there. We already um, talked about it. He's got that egg right. dick. Tricky right. dick. All right. So, that tricky dick. 
<laughs> got her pregnant without being inside. So that concludes uh, the first trilogy here. This has been our uh, uh, Return of the Jedi, which was supposed to be originally Revenge of the Jedi. Fun fact, uh, but uh, Lucas thought that sounded too... Uh, it sounded too aggressive. He was like, I don't want the Jedi to be so aggressive. So it was Return of the Jedi. Okay. Anyway, I'm being such a nerd. Uh, thanks for tuning in, uh, and we hope to see you on next, next episode time. of White, White Collars, Collars, Red, Red Hands. Hands.